Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is June 6th. Today we're going to continue in the book of Ruth, learning more about Ruth and Naomi. But before we do, I just wanted to give a shout out to my listener Steve, who sent me some information today that really made me reflect and think today as I was thinking about Ruth and who she was. I didn't mean to insinuate, but I may have yesterday that Ruth was perhaps unfit or unworthy to have married this child of the covenant of Naomi. If that was the case, if that was the insinuation, I absolutely apologize because it's important to recognize that Moab and all the descendants of Moab, all of these Moabites, was the son of Lot's eldest daughter. So they stemmed originally from the covenant. However, they had wandered over the years. And there are things that teach us that there were people among the Moabites who were really, really amazing. And so I'm not trying to say that all these Moabites were wicked or bad or awful. We do know that the Moabites were at war quite frequently with the children of Israel. And based on some scriptures here in Ruth chapter one, we can insinuate that Ruth was a convert to the faith. In fact, one of the most famous scriptures here in Ruth chapter one is found in verses 16 and 17. It says, and Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee for whithersoever thou goest, I will go and where thou lodgest, I will lodge thy people shall be my people and thy God, my God, where thou diest. I will die, and there I will be buried. So we see that Naomi's God wasn't always Ruth's God, but Ruth was willing to accept him, and that she had converted to the God of Israel. The reason why I wanted to point that out, and the reason why I absolutely love it, is because, as Steve pointed out to me, Christ comes from the descendancy of Ruth. And I love the idea that Ruth most likely was a convert. She did have lineage in the children of Israel, but she had lost that faith at some point. And so here we see her as this convert, and I love what it teaches us that Christ came from Ruth. What it teaches us is that when true conversion takes place, when covenants are made with God, we are adopted into his family. We are adopted into that lineage, and that there are no stipulations. There are no questions. There are no, yeah, but they were a convert. It is 100% all in. You are part of the family of God. You are part of God's covenant children. So much so that that covenant chain remains unbroken through the convert Ruth all the way to Christ. Such a beautiful thing and such a fantastic reminder of how much God loves those who are converted and make covenants with him. So now I know I already read verses 16 and 17, but let's go back a little bit just to see where it comes from. Remember, Naomi has lost her husband. She's lost her sons. Ruth and Orpah have lost their husbands. And Naomi is so selfless and so concerned about Ruth and Orpah. They're in the land of Moab, where Orpah and Ruth are from. And Naomi says, go back to your families. Let them be able to take care of you. I can't do anything for you. I don't have other sons for you to marry. I'm just this old lady. 
I can't do anything. I'm going to return to my people in Bethlehem, Judah, and I've got nothing to offer you. As hard as that must have been for Naomi to lose the only connection she had left to her sons, the only family that she really had left. She wanted their happiness more than she cared about her own. And so she said, go back to your families so that you can be taken care of, so that you can remarry, so that you can have everything that you deserve. Orpah eventually agrees. And I think sometimes we treat Orpah a little unfairly for that decision. That was a normal, natural decision. That is a decision that I think most of us would probably have made. And I think had she not been juxtaposed with Ruth here, who did the absolute unselfish thing, we would have read that Orpah turned back and went to her family and thought, oh yeah, well, that makes sense. That was the right call. But since Ruth stayed and we see her incredible selflessness, sometimes we judge Orpah a little too harshly. So Orpah leaves and Ruth is faced with this decision if she's going to leave too. But let's set the scene here. Let's get an idea or an understanding of the decision she was really looking at. Here, she and Naomi are already in Moab. This is a place where Ruth was raised. She has friends here. She has family here. She knows people here. She speaks the language. She knows the culture. This is a comfortable place for her. It would be so easy to stay there. But instead, Naomi is going to Bethlehem, Judah. And not only that, but she's going to a completely different belief system. There was going to be travel involved. So they have this journey that they have to make. The languages between the Hebrew and the Moabites were similar, but they were different dialects. So there was going to be that. There were going to be communication issues. She probably had some fear. Would anyone in Bethlehem Judah love her or want to marry her? She's a Moabite. Would they look down on her? Would she make friends? Would she have a chance to have another husband? How were they ever going to pay for their needs? Imagine just all the concerns that must have been in her mind, all the natural worries that she could have had, and how easy it would have been just to turn and go back to her family's house. But yet she utters those famously beautiful words, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. Anywhere you go, I'm going to go. But then she takes it one step further and she says, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. So now it's not just, okay, I'll walk with you to Bethlehem Judah and then I'll come home. She's saying, I'll go with you. I will stay with you. And then she says, thy people shall be my people. I am going to completely immerse myself with you. And then she says, and thy God, my God, her desire to worship the God of Israel was so great. And then she takes it even further and says, and wherever you die, I'm going to die there too. And you bury me there. This is forever. This is my commitment to you. Yesterday, we talked about the word selflessness and what it means to be a selfless person. Naomi was full of selflessness. That was her defining trait. And I think selflessness could be applied to Ruth here as well. But there's a different trait of Ruth that I think is really important. And that was her loyalty. Ruth was loyal. Elder Holland once said that the crowning characteristic of love is always loyalty. And so Ruth, being filled with love for Naomi, was 
loyal to Naomi, but Ruth, also being filled with love for her God, was loyal to her God, knowing that if she went back with the children of Israel, she could still worship her God. All of us at one point in our lives have to experience conversion. And when we do, there will always be the opportunity to slip back to where it's more comfortable, to go back to where things are a little bit easier or where we feel more at home, right? But love for God and loyalty to him require that our conversion take us to higher and holier places, away from the comfortable, away from the known path that has led us away from him, allowing that love for him to lead us ever closer to him. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.